I want to know how to do the, um, the, um, what's her name? I want to know how to do the train whistle. <laughs> oh, you are stupid. I want to know how to do it. So you got to teach me how to do it. <laughs> welcome, on, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Cocktail Social. I'm your host, Blue Waters. I am joined by my other socialite, Nate, and we are down several socialites because unfortunately we had um, death in our socialite family. Um, well, they were impacted by death. And so um, I would like everyone to, you know, um, hold Kern and Mr. Gilmore and hold them up in prayer, um, their family, um, because they had a loss of a loved one. And so, um, yeah, and so uh, I'm sending deep condolences to their family and letting y'all know that from the Cocktail Social, we love you. Um, and join us when you're ready. Um, we know that this is a, a tough time for everybody. Miss um, Mizell and uh, Cable are out pouring around someplace. Um, and that's what they do. That's what they do. So that leaves us, and I'm okay with that. How was your week? Um, I'm not gonna be able to do this. I don't know if my sound is up too loud, but I, I've learned um, the importance no, of protecting my peace. Um, oh, what happened? Somebody um, come, please. No. Sometimes when you are in relationship with family, you have to remember who they are and who you are. Um, mm -hmm. And people may grow, but they don't really change. Uh, and I'm not seeking for anybody to change. I'm not looking for anybody or trying to force anybody to change. But um, for me, it's hard to let family go. Friends, I can, you know, you were here for a season. But family mm -hmm. is something that it, you are birthed into. So it, it, it used to be very hard for me to separate myself from family. You know, mm -hmm. I always felt like I had to please everybody and mm -hmm. make it okay for everybody. And in return, that made me shrink who I was, shrink mm -hmm. my voice, shrink my feelings, shrink, you know, my perspective. And I'm not capable of doing that anymore. And I and I think I told somebody. Well, I'm not say I think I did tell somebody uh, yesterday goodbye forever, uh, because I just don't want to. I don't want to. Um, we've already been separated for like maybe three years. I haven't seen this person physically, mm -hmm. probably longer than that. And I, I, but I should not have to. Every time we do talk, it turns out to be an argument. And you don't oh, no. see how you come off to people. Mm -hmm. And I don't play that I'm older, so respect me thing. But 
I, I refuse to be in a space where I am having to bite my tongue and make you feel good about yourself and your choices or just deal with disrespect. I'm, I'm just not willing to do that. Right. And I'm learning that even with family, you can love somebody from a distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just not, you know, I'm, I'm not going to put up with that. But you can learn more about my story in my book that's coming out shortly. Mm, oh Lord! Mm. See you How in I ten years. To break my heart. See Love you in ten years. No, it's not. <laughs> no, because I'll do that shit myself if I have to wait ten years. Oh my God! Well, it's unfortunate that you had to cut somebody off. I had a friend that was like that. It was actually, and it was, it was heartbreaking because I think the friend was really a very, I think the person was a good friend. Mm-hmm. I just think that um, their idea of me was a little, a little off. Not and and because we came from two different backgrounds, our, our walks of life were different. Mm-hmm. Um, they were from, you know, I would say an affluent um, place, and I was from a more urban experience. Yeah. And <laughs> it hurts and, when it's uh, a friend, though. I think yeah. it hurts differently when it's a friend. Because that's somebody you chose. And when you feel like you've made a bad choice or Mm -hmm. things didn't work out the way they're supposed to, it it could be hard. I think sometimes a friendship, though, it's that you don't grow the way they want you to grow. And and Mm. to me, that that is... Or you don't grow the way they want to grow. So they're putting their growth on you. So you need to make it so we can make it. Right, right. Well, that was just my selfish friends. I'm sorry. Oh, no, because that's the exact, that was the same experience to a degree, Mm -hmm. you know, and I I know that they they meant well, but the method in which they went about things was a little bit toxic, Mm -hmm. and um, Mm -hmm. it just cost the friendship. I walked away feeling a little bit numb, and it taught, but it did teach me something about friendships and um and just uh setting boundaries taught me about setting boundaries it also taught me about how to um navigate those relationships because friendships to me are are just as important if not more important than um marriages they're like marriages to me you know what i mean like they're Mm -hmm. different different merges and some they can you connect with a person really well and you just gel um and then there's others that it's you know it's going to be a battle <laughs> but, I'm, but i think and that's the ones where we we do that trauma bonding and i'm tired of that um and it's not that i don't want to help anybody out of their situation because i do you know anybody that's feeling something or going through something, I'm, I naturally want to fix it. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think that about me is ever going to change. It's just when one is not reciprocated and they mm-hmm. purposely don't make the time to support you or to understand who you are. Um, mm-hmm. That's when it, that's why I think friendships, family, you, you've known these people your whole life. So you, you right. know, you keep tricking yourself into the the get your gotcha, but with mm-hmm. friends, it's almost like I chose you. You chose me. I chose you, 
and when it doesn't work out, as you said, it's like a marriage. Like, what, you know, what did I do? Like, what could I have done? And you go through that whole rigmarole. I think that a lot of times, just like with relationships, friends, but I think that we fall for the idea of a person instead yeah. of the reality of the person and yeah. or the reality that we get that we we meet under like the circumstances yeah. doesn't encompass the entire person so it's like yeah. when you first meet a person and you hang out with them every so often you you're dealing with them hey Zenobia um you're dealing with them from a space where um you know they only see you periodically and so they may not get every aspect of who you are and mm -hmm. so that to me is what sometimes impact relationships i've had a, i know i was um I'm, i've been friends with individuals and i know that i was definitely attracted to the idea you know what i mean they just appeared but when you say idea, idea what do you mean i mean I'm, um, you mean um, like what the idea of friendship is? Like what we see friendship No, just the in? idea of them as a person. You okay. know what I mean? Like the idea of them, you know, not the reality, but the idea of what they need. So in your mind, you have your own, I guess, um, you have your mind. Yeah, interpretation of who this person is. So they mm -hmm. may come across as being the rah-rah person who... Is always about partying and you find out that they are depressed and they don't really like to go out and they always have an issue or they may be the yeah. friend that you, you see them they look like they well you know they're going to carry their own weight when you go to the restaurant come to find out they're the person that is always nickel and now, diamond that you know? wasn't that wasn't necessarily my issue my issue was I did not show up as my full self, as you were saying. Mm -hmm. And my full self being, I wanted to finish college. I wanted to be an athlete. This was like when I was much, much younger. I didn't mm -hmm. show up to a lot of these friendships as the complete me. Because mm -hmm. I saw what you were doing, and I've realized the things over here that I wanted to do that's not that's not who you were. So why mm -hmm. even introduce that to you? And when they when I couldn't hide the fact that I started college because I didn't start college till I was like twenty one. Uh -huh. So when I started college, you know, when I you know started hanging out with my artsy friends, that's what they would call them. Mm -hmm. Or when I would you know I would want to travel to certain places and not just go to Atlanta or. Miami every fucking six months or so. When I started mm -hmm. showing my creative, the creative Nate or the Nate that did not want to drink or that don't smoke or not that I even tried smoking or anything, drugs, but I started showing them my complete self and that was foreign to them. And it was right. like, well, who is this? Is this because you're hanging out with your college friends? And mm -hmm. it, it was and even with my college friends, I never showed up as my complete self because, again, the other interests that I had in life, that's mm -hmm. not who they were. So why? Then when I started mingling those friends, they didn't even like each other. So I found uh -huh. myself trying to split myself off between people. But by that mm -hmm. time, they had all I had already revealed who I was almost completely. And that just, as you okay. said, 
that could be off-putting to people because this is not the person that I met. I don't care about no fucking plays. What I'm, I'm not going to no plays every three months and shit. Fuck us, what fuck is you doing? I'm not well, going I'm, to no museums. So I'm fuck is this? What the fuck is and that's that's what I would hear, but yeah. Well, some friends are good um together, and then there are those friendships that you have to maintain your friendships at a distance and you know, um, you you hook up with them every so often. I know that not, uh, you know, now fortunate for me, the majority of the friends that I hold close to me, um, I've blended. So, yeah. you know, I have my artsy with my, my, my hood and then I have my, what are you talking about? Don't shake your head like it's, 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 I'm not saying anything about anybody. I'm just saying I've never been successful at blending people in that way because my friends were two polar opposites. Well, and they so were too of- different and they wasn't willing to see anything beyond what their bubble was. Well, you've been to the the social like my, my gatherings and you see the um the range of friends that I had. And that's a that's unique what you call ability. it range. That's what you call it, range. Yeah, the diaspora. I have, uh, call it diaspora. Yeah, I, That's a better word. <laughs> the I have all, I have all walks of life in my uh, my circle of friendship. So, I, I, and I, if I, that and table could talk, if that table could talk, honey, let me mm. tell you what that table would say. It would if write the furniture in this house could talk, if these walls Whoa. could talk, baby. If the cats could talk, they would be reading for filth. They would let them, they would be letting us have it. Like, let me tell you about these gays over here. <laughs> That's why they don't even mess with the people when they come in. That's why they don't even cats cats normally try to like get close to people. They don't. They just leave out the no, house. They want they ready to leave out the house when people come in. No, no, my cats are so my cats have been are bougie. So they're nothing like any of the children that I would ever have. In my mind, I envision. Let me tell you, when I was growing up as a gay, um, <laughs> that's the thing. When can, I was growing up, can you say that? Gay, I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can say it about myself. I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I don't hold up anybody's banner or flags or anything like that. As a matter of fact, that's why I say what I want to say because um, it's about me. It's, mm. So well, well, as, I, as I was growing up as a gay, um, I wanted to have twins, and I wanted I wanted mm. to have my, my my baby father would have been like this really ratchet, thugged out dude that was real protective, a mix between a like, psychopath. Okay, no, no, he was a mix between kind of like James Evans, where he held down the home. With a body kind of like, um, what's that dark skin guy that always be taking his shirt off and be tweeting all over the place? Um, tweeting all over you know, he be dancing every time he turn around. You, he's got his shirt off and he's dancing. Ooh, he's an Shamar actor. Moore? No, Shamar Moore, no, ex, no, I don't do pretty. I mean, I don't do pretty, pretty boys. He was in White Chicks. Oh, um, um, something, something. I know the younger of the brothers. No, not the wins. The guy that was, but the they don't have no body. 
Oh, you mean the man that was in Somebody Hates Chris? Terry Crews. Yeah. Something Crews. Terry Crews. Yes, Terry Crews. You want Terry Crews? No. Oh, no. His body. I want the... God damn. No, I don't want nobody Terry <laughs> I said he would have body like Terry Crews. Because you are way too dark for Terry Crews. You are uh-huh. too dark for him. You're too dark for him. Oh, no, I wouldn't want Terry Crews. I just want someone with a body like Terry Crews. I don't want Terry Crews. Oh, you making a person right now? I get it. I yes. get the game we're playing. Okay. Oh my goodness! You because you over there. Um, I don't know what you're doing, connecting the dots or anything, but <laughs> I'm having drinks over this. here. Um, and it's not a hater, I know, but I'm having drinks, and by the time I get to the bottom of this red wine, um, I'm be saying all sorts of stuff. But no, I used to. I used to want twins. I still do, actually. But I wanted the guy that I had twins by to be this kind of a hood rat. Yeah, kind of like Nino Brown, um, but with Terry Crews' body and and so you want a drug deal? You want a you want a nineteen eighties drug deal? No, I want them nineteen seventies because nineteen eighties those were whack men. Oh, the real men died out in the 70s. Like any man that was born 70 and be above, like in the 70s, 60s, 50s, those are real men. You know, so you want him to be grown in the 70s? Grown? Because that man about that man about 50 years old right about now. I can okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I don't mind a man like that. But we would have had twins and their names would have been like Rashid and um, uh, Rainika, and they would have been bad. <laughs> Why is you laughing at my daughter? Do name better. I want you to do better. That little girl will grow up. She's not going to be a child forever. Her name would have been Ronika, and my son's name was going to be Rashid. <laughs> my my children my children would not be sitting in the back of the class. <laughs> um, I would be the parent that was always at the PTA meetings, was at the school all the time. That was with the, my um, with, the, um, with the hot pants on. Uh huh. Yes, smelling like prima nature and jam. Okay, I got and cocoa butter and, and cocoa butter. big earrings. And you know what I'm saying? Loud makeup, that would have been me. So, okay. oh, hold on, we got somebody joining us. Miss Mazel, if you're tuning in, this is the Cocktail Social here at Be Exposed Radio. By all means, comment, join a conversation, grab your cocktail for some adult conversation because I'm going to go in today. Um, but yeah, that was me. I was going to be. Uh, oh, the number is 443-642-9403. You could call in and join us live. Um, again, the number is, I don't know, um, 443. <laughs> you can't have me. Oh, my goodness. I'll repeat it later. Oh, it's 443-642-9403. What? Don't shake your head. It's the, it's the red wine. But that would have been me. And um, But I don't see that anymore. I would have been the raw, raw parent and everything like that. Unfortunately, I haven't met that. But my boyfriend isn't dug up, but he, he ain't that type of man. 
<laughs> our boyfriend <laughs> is that type of man. Sorry, our boyfriend is that type of man. No, he not. He has too much intelligence, too much class, his family. Oh, we don't talk much. Uh, yeah, we know why. <laughs> I never really learned about that. We don't talk about it. We know why, because you suffer from <laughs> some de- you you suffer from delusions. So we we know what your issue is. That's why you don't drink alcohol or do any other thing, because you you know you struggle. Hmm, we don't talk much, so I never really um I never really knew those things about him because we really don't talk. I bet you didn't know anything about him. So let's talk. Let's talk what's going on in the world around us. DMX. It is it's it's heartbreaking to me that at the end of this man's life, if he was able to watch social media, the outpouring of love and respect. And people loved DMX because he was so down to earth. That means they liked him. But the love and, and outpouring of support comes at the end of your life. And I, I um, he's been on my mind. Like I, I had so many shows where I brought him up in conversations because it's just, once I learned certain things about him, it made me understand who he was, and I was able to connect him to, say, the the men that I grew up around, my uncles and such, um, mm-hmm. and how we throw. And I'm 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 not going to talk about women because I'm going to talk about this 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 male culture uh, for this moment. How we throw men away, and we we raise them so haphazardly, no matter what you give them. We raised them in such a haphazard condition. And then when they 18, we expect for them to be full-fledged adults. And this man, in many interviews, spoke about how he started getting high at the age of 14. Somebody gave him weed that was laced with crack cocaine. uh, And that was the beginning of his addiction. He had never smoked or drank before that. And why should he? Because if he's only 14. and how that became like a spiraling effect in his life. Mm-hmm. And then this persona of being DMX came and then people really stopped seeing him and only seeing the money, the fame, uh, the music, everything but him. So much mm-hmm. so he's in the middle of a versus battle telling you he has been molested and everybody looks the other way. And I just, you know, for him to die at 40, I mean 50, is heartbreaking. What was going on this year during the pandemic to, to make him overdose again? Again. I, would, um, I think that what is sad, and I think this is, this is something that, I, honestly, I think this is something that many people should really, really pay attention to. Um, because mm-hmm. Clearly, from the beginning, this man was struggling with a lot of a lot of things. I wouldn't say it was we say demons, but I really would say it was it was. Well, those are his words. If you read his words, I'm saying that. um, And I think the reason why I say that is because demons are sometimes. Well, we we call those dark things that we struggle with demons and stuff. 
-hmm. But I think that these are unresolved, unresolved or unhealed wounds. That's what I would call mm -hmm. it. And I think the reason why is because Trauma. we are conditioned, we're conditioned in this society to never give ourselves time for self-care. Um, oh. Stuff happens to us and we're conditioned to get up and brush it off and move. You know how when you were in school, you know, we were, I don't know about you, but um, you would fall and scrape your knees and you mm -hmm. lick your, I wasn't lick that your hand. Good. I well, wasn't that good. I didn't really hurt myself. I'm sorry. We all didn't have the we we all didn't grow up as African. Did you see did you see my did you see the picture I posted? My throwback picture I posted? Yeah, I did that see that picture. You were the kid that got chased a lot. So um mm -mm, yeah. I didn't. I did I, I would have had to go outside yeah. to get that. But no, um, you saw you saw me. That yeah, was that preferably you were was right. you was you were watching cartoons a lot as you were yeah, and I, literally, I was on that steps. I remember that day, and my aunt had a, uh, that was my aunt's house, she had a TV in her kitchen, and that's what I was watching. It was a party that day, actually, and I wasn't, you saw where I was on the steps by myself with my Juicy Juice, my Kool-Aid. Well, for all of the children that was, that was allowed to run and play, um, when we would scrape ourselves, we really didn't tend to the wounds appropriately, you know. Sometimes we didn't. We just kept moving, kept it yeah. moving. And and first of all, at fourteen, to be smoking marijuana at that age lets you know that marijuana alone, alone yeah, marijuana. That meant that growing up was, to me, it's an indicator that growing up was tough. And or nobody he, was paying attention to them. Well, no, I believe that they were paying. I believe that. And it was accepted because of the where you were growing up, the environment. You know, he wasn't the only 14-year-old that was smoking. I'm quite sure there mm -hmm. were other 14-year-olds or other adolescents with him doing the same thing. So right. that was considered accepted behavior, even though it may have been appropriate, it's considered acceptable. So right. it's brushed over. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know what I'm saying, um, the whole, you know, kissing cousin situation. You know, um, it's a lot of people, a lot of people in inner city communities were experienced a, a molestation from a family member. I call it the kiss mm -hmm. and cuss situation. And what happens is, is that um, you don't, it's because parents don't have real conversations and yeah. they don't have if any conversation. If any conversation, so you can't really fault the young people because mm -hmm. they're experiencing, they're experimenting. But the um, but a lot of times, what happens we, because they don't have any education about it, they walk away wounded. Mm -hmm. And I think for him, no one really provided him with their support. I was, you know, what I wanted to look at. I want to look at that episode of him and Ayana Van Zon. And and I'm 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 a Iyanla fan. We really am. Hold on, I don't even see you, honey. Yeah, I ain't I ain't got my camera on. Well, why not? Because because what? I won't see you. I mean, I mean, coming. Lord, we getting ready. Coming out of the blue like that scared me. I thought it was a ghost. But I, I, and and me, I've seen that episode several times. 
and the reason I'm I'm still on the fence because I understand where Iyan Love was coming from because she's reported there was a lot that she did not allow to be shown in terms mm-hmm. of what would what have really made him. He first of all he came there hot. Mm-hmm. That whole episode he, he was obviously hot. Mm-hmm. His son is the one who wrote in. But it, for Iyanla, in order for people to come on, they have to do extensive work. She said, so the fact that he came there showed that he wanted this. Mm-hmm. But was he ready for it? No. And we saw clips of him barking off at her. She said, but yeah. there were there were stuff that was not shown, that was purposely cut out, where he was calling her everything but a child of God, going off on everybody and really having an episode. Mm-hmm. But the thing that hurts me is Iyanla's reaction was it was she made it about her. Even though it was being directed at her, the the venom, the viciousness was being directed at, it wasn't about you. And it we are the only generation or the only culture of people that I know of that uh bash people for being mentally ill or mentally disturbed. We the only culture that I can know of. There are other cultures that just, you know, put people in the closet and, you know, hide them from, but we're the only culture of people who get mad at people for having mental glitches in their system. And I think for him, I well, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> hmm? Over here, choking on the whole It's not a rotavirus. I got tested. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate that I, what he you could tell that he had some emotional things that he was struggling with. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he didn't know how to, and the people that were, and I think that the music industry is just in itself. They played it um, up. It, it it was being in the music industry. I think it's not as glamorous as people make it out to be. Mm-mm. I wouldn't like when I really think about Michael Jackson and <coughs> the Princes and, and Whitney the Whitney Houston, and Jimi Hendrix and um, it's not. Yeah. It's it's Aretha Franklin. We see what what we see is you know um, after they they've they've Owned it out and and polished it up. Mm-hmm. We don't see the behind the scenes stuff. The making and I of, think it's that the behind, behind the scenes stuff. Well, we're seeing really it now with up. all these biopics. We're seeing it. They let them. They let them creatively express what has tormented them and traumatized them. But they don't say, you know what? Along with this etiquette and this media training, we will get you a therapist, and you have to see this therapist every week. We, you have to do this in order to keep this contract. They don't. We don't see that. They'll send them to drug rehab. They'll send them to Alcoholics Anonymous, but they won't get them any help. You're putting a bandaid on the problem and not going to the source of it. But the DMX, I'm a person. I I was a big fan. I am a big fan of DMX, mm-hmm. and I remember reading the when his lyric. Remember when the lyrics used to be inside the CD cover? I would hey, yes. read the lyrics. And it was it, to another black boy, to another black boy, you could hear trauma in his lyrics. And if mm-hmm. any of that was personal, which we've learned a lot of it was, mm-hmm. 
why is him dying today a surprise to anybody or hurtful well, to I anybody? Think, <clears throat> yeah, and I think that you know, for uh, first of all, that the, the the drugs that people are using these days, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust anything that is out on these streets today because we I know that mm -hmm. little um, Sean and and Tommy and all of them. Rent are not rent. they did not they did not attend a science class at all. <laughs> at, all. At, all. at all at all and so i would not feel comfortable with them mixing anything i don't even want them to cook for me right i, I want you if i go into a popeyes and it's too many things i'm you know you know what i'm gonna go make my food today i'm gonna if go you first. look mm -mm, if you look like you cut class um for the majority of the you know you came in the school on at sixth period and then and then left and went in i don't want i don't want you making my food i don't want anything so i know that a lot of people especially with this new fentanyl um wave so a lot of people are taking instead of it being heroin they're lacing their stuff with fentanyl and it's killing people like instantly so i'm I don't know if because that it's was drugs that people use to keep them comfortable at the end of their life, not mm -hmm. something that you recreationally take. Yeah, but the fact is, is that he, um, like, whatever it was, what he was dealing with, um, he overdosed. Yeah, and this wasn't his first time. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't the first this time. Wasn't his first time. This was, and his, his body probably could not recover this Handle time. It. Mm -hmm. He probably couldn't cover because we never heard of him going. I mean, there probably other times where he probably went into comas and overdosed, but we probably didn't mm -hmm. hear about it. But I've seen somebody be brought back from an overdose where mm -hmm. they put the whatever that smelling thing is and, mm -hmm. and give them the shot and then mm -hmm. they jump up. I've, I've yeah. worked in, I remember working in Popeyes in the village and a, a guy OD and they, mm -hmm. they, whatever that substance is they give them to bring them. I've seen that happen, and that's not happened, that can't um, be healthy. Well, yeah, I had I, unfortunately I've seen <laughs> I had someone um, Narcan. It's exactly okay. Um, yeah, someone actually overdosed at my house, mm. right in the bathroom. We were downstairs having laughs and everything, and the individual didn't show back up. We were like, "What's going on?" Um, goes to the bathroom, and they're like laid out on the floor. With the needle hanging out their arm, and um, just just so happened that they weren't completely gone, but you, they were literally they were on the edge, on the absolute edge. And and OD don't yeah. mean you die. OD means you are putting yourself in a coma. Mm -hmm. You're basically putting yourself in a coma, a self-induced coma. Well, yeah, you basically you took you took more than what you supposed to, and mm -hmm. you. Um, and it, uh, yeah, you're your on your way out. Um, it's, and I and, remember and, and, going up, go ahead. I remember um, when I went into the bathroom and seeing them there and thinking, oh, hell no. And mm. you know, throwing water and slapping and slapping and that slapping. That's waking them up. Um, it fortunately, I knocked the complete shit out of them, so it did, mm. <laughs> but it really it, it took. It literally took me to knock the complete shit out of them to bring them to 
the mm. forefront. And then when it had this, like, and in their mind, they, and they were very apologetic, but it was like, it was traumatizing to me because a few more minutes had I'd have been, had I'd have just stayed downstairs, mm. I'd have walked upon a dead body in my house. Mm. Um, so that was, that was and I, and part of what I'm saying. And I'll put myself on the chopping block. There are things, ex experiences that I've gone through in life that has been a consistent source of trauma. I just talked about, you know, separating myself from family when we first started mm -hmm. the show today. Right. Um, so I'm not saying that I am any different than a DMX. Any of us mm -hmm. are any different than a DMX. I am mm -hmm. just, in many situations, I am so blessed to have art or a creative mind or a radio show or, mm -hmm. you know, a classroom to attend every day mm -hmm. that can buffer a lot of stuff that I've been through and the, right. the remnants of a lot of the stuff that I've been through. Mm -hmm. And despite him having a creative outlet, was he, was just, he was just getting high off of the story every time he performed, every time he did an appearance, every time he watched himself on a video, every time he wrote another, he was just getting high off of that story. And connecting to Yonla, it was just, that's how people react to people who are in pain. And you can't, I, I can't say you can't help that person but mm -hmm. everybody isn't equipped to help. So you have to know who you are and give your level of support. If it's just you sending that person a text message every morning or, mm -hmm. you know, sending them something to eat or, you know, being a person that can snap them out of it. Do mm -hmm. what you can do. But we have to stop this thing of giving up on people because it's, I got my own life. We've grown into this me, myself, and I culture where, Oh, you gotta deal with that on your own. What we not what we don't know is how to be better coaches and better supports. Um, we don't know how to, you know, um, mm -hmm. for a lot of individuals such as for like you know, and I'ma say that, and it's not because people don't want to, it's just be, that sometimes they don't know how to. And they dealing with them that stuff. And also Carrying emotional baggage is a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and shout out to those mental health workers, substance abuse counselors, um, it, it, um, um, teachers, um, mm -hmm. doctors, nurses that are dealing Friends. with people that are dealing with some em emotional pain. Mm -hmm. Because it's really taxing. Those people that are in that type of field um, usually burn out a lot faster a lot and, and often especially nowadays yeah because it's a lot and you think about it this man um, um uh he has how many i want to say well 10 15 children. maybe 15 children um his career was good but i don't but know how good was it his music his music was good he was a great performer but i'm i'm telling people listen to his music Watch his mm -hmm. videos. Mm -hmm. It tells you, it gives you a roadmap to today. Yeah, yeah. And some artists are able to hide. Whitney was able to hide it because she had 
beautiful gowns, a gift, a gifted voice. Oh, 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 welcome. Thank you. What? We, you, turn it up. We can't hear you. Hi, thank you. <laughs> Hi. Oh, you look, you look, you look delectable, sweetheart. Effervescent. Yes. Who is you getting all purdy for? Is that yeah, a okay. fresh way? Okay. Oh, oh yes. That collar is popped. Oh, oh, the ponytail. Yes. The ponytail good, is high. She got a high bun. Yeah. Oh yes. I like. Oh, was that what you was doing? You was getting cute and shit. You going? Who you gonna get? Who you gonna? I get you for my Mm, it's pretty. <laughs> um, what we were talking about, I know you was listening in the yeah, conversation. The we talked about DMX and, you know, um, the unfortunate loss of another um, wonderful talent. I thought he was going to pull through. They said he put his middle finger up. I thought he was just out the woods and whatnot. Yeah, and I think honestly, now I don't know. Was it because they removed him from the child, the life support? Well, he was—he was his his. Uh, it's being reported that he suffered a lot of brain damage, and a lot of his organs began to shut down on him. And he wasn't in a coma. A coma is when everything is running smoothly. You just sleep. He was in a vegetated state, meaning. There was no, for the last, I think, week, there was nothing. It was the machines working. The machines kept him alive. But at some point, he came off of those machines. Am I correct? And he was responsive. I think they said they took him off the machines, and he was showing. I think he was showing some type of I mean, I don't know how true it is, but I heard he he put his middle finger up. (laughs) So when I heard about that, I was like, oh, he probably pulled through. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. how many times have he been, his body been through this? His brain has been through this. Mm. I mean, I just figured because he is... could get his finger up, you know, mm. <laughs> that, you know, right. he was conscious enough to put his finger up that, all right, he might pull through. But I mean, that photo that we saw of him, that was, I think that was a current photo of him in the hospital, of him sitting in a bed. But when well, your organs start shutting down, it's not a lot you can do. Well, it is unfortunate. Um, we've lost another great talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and Senselessly. I hope this is a I hope this is a sobering moment, but I hope people are able to get the lesson from it. Um, there are people, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a celebrity, for those individuals that are out and there struggling family. with substance abuse in your families, your friends, um, and you know they're dealing with something emotional, just you know, um, support them as much as you can. But if, um, if, if, you, but if, you, if you can't do anything, don't become right. a part of the problem. Right. Right. And also, it doesn't hurt just to point them in a direction. If you can't do it, send them to someone who can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you can't do it, send it to somebody who can. But now, um, speaking of um, middle fingers up, um, or things on the rise. Um, what do we think? It's it's spring. It is spring, and stuff is opening back up. It's mating season. It is 
mating season. That's when I was born in the spring. <laughs> and we, it, it is mating season. Mm. Are y'all feeling love in the air? Uh, no. <laughs> I feel... I feel a lot of people who want it. But I feel, mm. and I'm not going to blame it on this pandemic, but I think this pandemic brought a lot of it out. Uh, I think we're realizing how much we need each other, but who we are mm. at our core is conflicting with that. And I feel a lot of, like, for me, I'm a spring baby. So the weather, I love it. It's, it's reawakening a lot of creativity in me. You see, I've been working more pro, but it's a, I feel a lot of tension with people. Like, I want to be like this, but this is how I'm really feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's, I just see a pull in people. Like, it's like our seasons are off. It feels mm-hmm. like the season, like we should be in winter right now. Yeah, it well, I and I think that a part of it is, is that, yeah, what you were saying, Miss Mazel. I said, with everybody being cooped up in the house, I think I think time is getting away from people, so it's it's kind of hard to, you know, figure out your time because a lot of people not going to work, and mm-hmm. you know, like you miss. I mean, the days are just going by like like nothing. You know what I mean? So I just think people are just so you know. Yeah. I'm I'm really am I am in shock that it is April. Like time is really flying. It is mm-hmm. April. And another thing that um I'm, I'm kind of shocked about is like, you know, um we're still dealing with this pandemic situation and it's not really cleaned up. But you and know what? I think this is this is a universal lesson that we're supposed to be getting right now. And mm-hmm. many people are missing it. And what's the lesson? What's the lesson? Um, I think I think the lesson is different for everybody. So whatever you supposed to get out of this season, Blue so, and Mazel and Marnie and Nate. What's I for think, you? What's the lesson for, me, for you? Mm-hmm. For me, it was is learning to stand on my own. I all for some reason I always feel like I gotta have a co-host. I gotta have a teammate. I spent a lot of my life doing things on my own. And I wanted, I always want let's let's all my projects are collaborations mm-hmm. that don't always fizzle out. You I'll be your friend. Whatever. You ain't going sorry. I will be your friend. <laughs> But I think for me, I had to learn how to, like, Nate, you could host your own show. Yeah, you need money to push buttons, but you you can hold this conversation. I never felt like I can sit on a show without a guest. I never felt like I could direct a play without bringing in five or six of my friends. And I, I didn't trust myself around new people. You know, but I think for me, it was learning... You know, looking back a year ago and realizing a lot of the stuff that I've been able to accomplish, even if, if, even if I didn't do everything the way I was supposed to do it, I still mm-hmm. did a lot of stuff on my own. I've survived right. this through grace of God, with God's support, 
and and a lot of my friends, you know, coming in when when they when they, this happened. But I, for me, the lesson was just learning. You got this. If people come, that's fine. But you got this, and learning yeah. how to stand in my truth on my own with my own two feet. I don't need people. I would love you, people, but uh, I don't need it. All right. Uh, listen to the all right, sister soldier. Yeah, but I don't need no. I don't need it to I don't need I know a team of people to make it. Right, I know what you're saying. I'm that, I always felt like I just needed employees or partners or I, I always felt like I needed that. But mm -hmm. all all the creativity is always coming from me anyway. They just yeah. bobbing off of me. So you know, yeah. Well, I I think for for me it is that you're tougher than you believe yourself to be. So you know, a lot of times we don't realize how we're able to be resilient and how mm -hmm. much we're able to be resilient yep. and resourceful. Um, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know me, Maxine. So how we're able to be resilient and resourceful in this era and um. And it took this moment, this this entire year. For me, it's been several years because I was, you know, I was used to having uh, my mom as my support, my coach. Mm. So she was the person that was like my backbone. Like she was, she was the one that was in my ear. And when mm. I lost my mom, that took a lot from me, a whole lot. And I had to, but I didn't realize how much I had really learned. And um, I was just afraid of, you know, it's almost like when you're used to having someone holding your hand and you're walking with them, then yeah. you don't realize that you're able to walk alone until you actually let go. And when I had to let go, I was forced to let go. I was forced to kind of, you know. Um, you were I mean, in the conversation we were having, it felt like you were preparing yourself along the way. Well, I don't know if you were just telling yourself that or that just naturally came out of you. I was. Believe it or not, and I'm going to tell you, I grieved at the beginning. Um, and I think that that is something that people don't do when they mm -hmm. are dealing with situations involving yeah. the death of a loved one. That mm -hmm. a lot of times that because they're not, you know, the, the hope is that everything will be is going to be okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But because I knew what type of situation it was and it was cancer, I had already in my mind that like the the day that I found out, I knew that I was going to be. To you, she probably died when she got the diagnosis. In my mind, I had already, that was that day I started, that's when I grieved the most. I shed the most tears. Mm. And when I walked away, my mindset was completely different. It was more so, I'm going to make it this moment, from this moment on, I'm mm -hmm. going to try to make it as worthwhile as possible because I know that the time is limited and I'm going to try to extend this time as much. I don't know how much, but it's borrowed time at this moment and I need to get my mind ready for when. Now, the, the anxiety for me is the when. You know what I mean? Like, I knew it was going to happen, but when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you, Maxine. <laughs> and um, yeah, and it was kind of like that was the thing that I had to do. 
And by the time it got to the point when she had transitioned, I I was ready. You know, um, it was a hard thing to accept, but I was able to accept it. And I think that that is something that they, people need to kind of, they may need to have and incorporate that in school. Just grieving, grieving loss, like how to deal with um, uh, death. Because that is something that people, a lot of times yeah. people struggle with. Yeah. The the um um death, the, the you know the end finality of it all, and so um for me because I was able to deal with it, I grieved, I did my crying, I was able to support her through the treatments and you know the pain that she was having, mm-hmm. and I was able to be in my mind of support as, as much as possible. Was I, I? You can't be perfect. You're never cut out to watch someone that you care about transition and think. Mm-hmm. And um, even when parents say, well, you know, I want my children to, um, I want to live old enough to, for my children to bury them. I think that they don't realize that for the children, it's really, it's traumatic. It's, it's heartbreaking to see your, yeah. your dad leave you. And you can't really wrap your mind around it because that is not something that is taught. You know, you're not taught that it's going to be old. And my favorite line in that, uh my favorite line in blueprints, death is not for human consumption. It's, 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 it wasn't, we wasn't originally designed for. It wasn't, that's just a part of life, but. Mm. Mm. I, I think that if we, if we prepare for death as we prepare for life, and the reality mm-hmm. is that many of us aren't prepared for life. So that's why death is always so, a shock to us because we're not even living life. Yeah. Mm. Right. And so write that down. Write that but down. It's an inevitable thing. Write that down. And you write it down. That's going go into your I just book. Time <laughs> I just time stamped it. That might go into your book. Mm-hmm. That, that may be a play. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. You know. Moving that. on. So about uh moving on. Speaking of speaking of big pencils. Um, love. <laughs> what? <laughs> Speaking of big, big pencils. We didn't ask, we didn't ask Mazel. Mazel, what was your lesson? Oh, shit. Um, shit. I don't know if I, I don't know if it was a, a lesson per se. Um, I guess, I guess, um, just know that you can't always depend on other people. You know, because on your own. Yeah, like you, you kind of got to do things on your own, and you know, because human beings are social beings, it's kind of hard to do that because it's like, dang, you know, like you always feel like you know you got to have somebody around, but mm-hmm. realistically, you are capable of doing things on your own without having, um, you know, other people hold your hand along the way. Um, but I, I just think a lot of it was just like, just know that, you know, I'm capable of doing um, what I put my mind to. But it has been hard because it's like, you know, I'm, you know, and not that I'm a person that goes out all the time or, you know, I'm clubbing and none of that. But like just little small stuff, like I like being out in nature and, you know, going walking to you know, the park and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, with everything going on, it's just like, you know, you kind of just find yourself, you know, staying in. And so now I'm right. kind of like getting to a point where I'm just like, okay, look, I'm tired of being in this house. You know, I've been in here 
probably since damn near the pandemic started. Like, I don't mm -hmm. even go out for like essential stuff, like, you know, just to get groceries and stuff like that. But as far as like socializing and stuff, I haven't really, you know, done that. But um, it, it really makes you, you know, see who your true friends are and, you know, mm -hmm. who's, who's really, you know, who's really in your circle and, and, and you know, checking for you. And, you know, and also not to take life for granted. I mean, like I've had, mm. um, you know, quite a few people that I know that that either, um, you know, passed away from, you know, coronavirus or other, you know, health issues. And, you know, I had a family member, um, you know, a couple family members lose their husbands, you know, due to coronavirus. And, you know, just that life is short and, you know, don't take it for granted. So that's kind of been my little lesson or whatever that, you know, give people their flowers while they're here. I had went and I was running some errands earlier today and I, I got on the light rail um, and part of the light rail, you see some trails and I saw this lady and it felt like the light rail had stopped for a moment and just froze because I was watching this lady and it looked like it was a trail. And she was sitting, it was an older lady. She was sitting on this bench and it was nothing but trees she was looking at. And I was mm -hmm. like, I wonder what's going on. In my mind, I was trying to picture what was going on in her mind. Like, mm -hmm. what was she just sitting? And you could tell she was only, she was a couple feet from what, like, it looked like where her car was. It was only one par car parked in that lot probably was hers. And there was no people walking. And she was just sitting there. And mm -hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't see her face. It was just the back of her body, and I was like, I just wonder what she was thinking about, and how many other people uh, learned a lesson. Because I think we've said that we basically said the same thing, the three of us. So I think that was the lesson, you know, figuring out your inner strength, standing on your own, and figuring out how strong you were. That's we basically and, and said the and, same thing, and just sitting still. You know what I mean? People yes, just constantly running and ripping and, you know, not mm -hmm. really paying attention. I mean, how many people then probably got a divorce, you know, mm -hmm. they'd have been in the house with their spouse. Now you went and got married and, oh, we in love and this and the other. And now all of a sudden, like, you realize, like, I don't even like this motherfucker. Like, yeah. <laughs> like we got <laughs> married and I don't like this motherfucker. Like, like yeah. it, we don't even get along. Like, I don't like the way this nigga feet stink. I don't, I don't like, you know, he don't, you know, I mean, just People are, are starting. <laughs> I think this people Yeah, like mm. I don't like your stink no more. Like, like you know, like some people, you know, you like mm -mm. it wasn't like, in your space every day, it, all yeah, day. Yeah, it's not, and like now it's like, mm, is your feet always <laughs> not like your feet stink? Did your feet always smell like your feet? Like, like it, it always smelled like that. <laughs> Like, did you always have that bunion on the side? Like, I, it just so, your socks been crunchy like that the whole time. The whole time. Mm, <laughs> I can't do this. Fuck that. Yeah, I think I think people uh, yeah, start to realize. That is a deal like, fucking breaker. That woo. Feet no, I ain't smelled. No, I ain't smelled nobody's feet stink since probably high school. High school or shit, yeah. shit. Like it's been a minute. Like like. It's, I don't know. Fuck you, Maxine. Shouldn't be stinking <laughs> at this damn point. Yeah, feet stink. That is not the 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 
the way to go. Not good. Um, I think th- with this, another thing is is that being able to. <laughs> Your feet been sticking this whole time. We've been all time. Has that so, husband on the bottom of your feet the whole time? No. <laughs> like your feet, your shoes is like three sizes bigger because you got that much husk on your goddamn feet. <laughs> and I think another damn thing, I think people have discovered that <laughs> some of these bitches y'all been sleeping with ain't as cute as y'all thought they was. Mm, or smart. Because I've realized. Feet. A couple people I've been talking to on a regular basis. But you're not that smart. I thought you was a smart, inquisitive motherfucker. First, and you, you heard what I said. I know this bitch didn't have no edges all this time. <laughs> they got, they got a all that shit when you had all that baby hair shit all on that bitch. I was like, oh, that your motherfucker had look. And then you, you see that bitch without a wig on, and no. it's like, mm. all this time oh. you ain't had no motherfucking edges. <laughs> It also, well, you know what? Y'all stupid. Y'all are stupid. Edges, and you got me over here choking. I'm just saying. It's some orangutan looking chicks re- right now. I'm recovering from home. illness. At, you know, and y'all have me over here no choking. Edges. Y'all about to have me laid out in the middle of the floor. Y'all, oh my God, myself. I'm, just, I'm just saying. I mean, it's some shit that you'd have discovered. If you don't want to see die on live. Please, if I pass out, it is not, it's all your fault, and I am letting the public know. And another um, thing, I think, I think some people found out they weren't as good of parents as they thought they were. Oh, none of, first of all, I, all the people with them six people? and like five and six children and shit, and then they start to realize, like, hold up, I really don't like none of these little motherfuckers. Hold I'm on, like, no. <laughs> I trust that teacher out for no damn reason. Right. Y'all some bad motherfuckers. <laughs> you <is> <laughs> and you stupid. Damn. You know, but you know, no, no, no. These parents knew that they weren't good parents. That's why they was, they, that's why they've been Pushing and fighting for schools to open the hell back up. Since they, March when the thirteenth was when, closed. When, when when this first hit and they said children will be going back home to their parents, parents was like, "Oh hell no, mm. uh uh-uh, uh, we gotta figure this shit out." No, they thought no. See, they thought it was an extra spring break. They was like, "Okay, it's gonna be two weeks." Okay, <clears throat> but when month number two came, exactly, you start seeing a real parent come out. And Somebody come get this motherfucking week child. Week number three. Week number three. It didn't even last a month. Week number three. Because you know, school ain't never out for three weeks. <laughs> it might be two weeks. No way. But no it way. ain't never three. And when that third week started rolling around, they said, oh shit, these little motherfuckers ain't going back to school. I got to cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner. People oh. start getting part-time jobs and shit. I'm, I'm going to just go work for Uber. I'm just, I'm and Uber. also, let me tell you something. They, 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 yeah, parents was trying to figure out a way of getting out the house. Mm. Children were blocking. But you know who was you know, hardest you know, for? They, parent, little mama couldn't creep. Dad you know, couldn't creep. You, you know who was hardest for, though, right now? Who? Side chicks. Mm. No, it's not. Side chicks is having a hard goddamn time. Because all them, all them dudes you was messing with, 
that, that you knew had a woman at home don't have an excuse to really get away right now. You know what I'm saying? You can't be like, oh, baby, I'm going to such and such and such because half the shit ain't open. So them side chicks, it's, it's getting hard for them. It's getting hard for them. Be careful. Be careful. If your man or your woman is all of a sudden start working for Uber and they ain't never wanted to do that shit before. First of all, the bitch ain't got a license. As an official spokesperson for side chicks, I need us to define person. Right. I am because I, I like this. How you going Uber on a bike? <laughs> I've been a side chick. I'm gonna make it work. I'm gonna make it work. I'm going Ubering. I have, and I, the role of a side chick is we do not do anything. It's in our contract. We don't do shit that the main woman's supposed to do. We are well, that's the fun. We the friend with benefit. We fun. We don't want your asses to come hang up with us and you all, you got emotional problems and stuff. Hey, no, that's not in no, our contract. but what I'm saying is, even if you're not just trying to get, get, get the, you know, the, you know, get some, get some loving Sticky or whatever. Sticky Sticky it's hard to get away to get the loving because there's no place for you to go. There's no excuse for you to be out in the street after a certain amount of time, because most of the stuff is closed, so it's like, okay, where you been at? You can't. I just was taking a ride, if, baby. I had to get some shit off my mind. If you look, you can't. Look, if you ain't smart enough to figure it, figure it out, you don't need to be playing. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Well, well, I'm telling you, a lot of these side chicks are making it real rough because they doing the shit that they're not supposed to be cooking meals, buying gifts. Rubbing feet and shit. They doing shit that, that is not now, now, side, let me tell you side new type shit. They well, but see, the ones love. that's doing that is trying to trying to move up to the main shit. They're that's what I'm saying. That's most of the side chicks now. They're trying the to side chicks calling the house and shit. Yeah. Mm -mm. That's not they a part talk, of the rules. They commenting on your Facebook page and shit. <laughs> mm -mm. I, I, mm. it's, you're right. That's not a part. They messing it up. Now, let me tell you when Damn. you do do that. You gotta know your, you got to know your as a side chick, as a side chick, you're supposed to um, leave an impression. So sometimes you want to show the dude that, well, you know, if she ain't doing us, if this ain't happening at home, then why are you there? Because you got to keep on wanting to come back. You know what I mean? So sometimes come you back, show up. Not stay the night. No, you don't want them to stay the night. You don't no. want them to stay. You don't want them to move clothes anywhere in. No. To, <laughs> Well, it depends. I don't, I don't even. I don't want you to leave your cigarette. If she's trying to Fuck get a, a promotion, if she's trying to get a promotion, yeah. she wants him to start feeling vulnerable so he can yeah. leave and close and stuff. Robin is depends on what your role is as a side chick. Are you are you just trying to you just looking for somebody to have sex with, or are you looking for a companion where you can spend time? They looking and, for companions. Like, but it depends. It depends on what type of side chick you are. That's if what I'm you saying. Are a side chick, if you, yeah, if you're a side chick for sex, it's the you know the friends with benefit type side chick. Then there's the the monetary. It's like you know that it's it's a financial thing. So I'm paying. You know they're paying to play. And then there is um, there is the person I that, that a long time. yeah there is the you know the person that is the side chick with the hopes of being the main chick. To me, that's a stupid chick because for real, for real. And when I say chick, this does not that this is not limited to just females. 
Because there's a I mean, lot of sideboobs out there, aka hobosexuals. <laughs> and that's another, that's another, that's another category. Homosexual is another category. Now, first of all, <laughs> no, 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 because he's telling the truth. You homosexuals, you homosexuals, you homosexuals. Let me tell you something. Because they making well, it hard for the single people because they trying to fall in love with it. So they can have three meals and a cot. To stay. <laughs> they want three hots and a cot. That's what they're they, looking they, for. They fucking for amenities. Right. <laughs> oh, this bitch got cake. Say it again. I'm right over there. Say, Ooh, girl. Oh, say it again. So you are, you, so if you are a homosexual, you know that you are at work. So don't think that you don't, don't think you stay for free. You are working. And you can be fine. And you can be fine. So don't be up there. If you ain't laying it, look, if you if you laid A1 pipe to get into the place, know that you have to consistently lay Continue A1 pipe. To lay pipe. Soon as your grades start slipping. And see, this year fucked it up real good because tax season turned into these fucking uh, checks, these stimulus checks. So these bitches been there the whole time trying to play nice. Now they stuck in relationships. off because the shit is lingering along a little too long because see, usually by now they done spent all their little tax money up and shit, but with the stimulus check, now you got them lingering on almost until damn near summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he got to pay his shoes and shit. So now he like... Biden might give another stimulus check, so let me just buy my time. Now, nigga, you're in a full-blown relationship. Right. You're in a fucking relationship. You're about to get married. Once you change that diaper on that baby, (laughs) it was committed. (laughs) You made breakfast for everybody in the house this morning. You're in a relationship. And let me tell you how messed up dudes is, because dudes will... Dudes will, they will, in their mind, they think, let me knock this one up. I need to See, have that's a that, That's that old school one. I don't know too many like that no more. Oh, oh, they're doing that. They're, oh. They oh, knocking people up still? still going to trap chicks? <laughs> right. I thought that shit yeah. went out in the 90s. You still trapping that? <laughs> Who, I know, I know. No, the people still want children. That. <laughs> people right. still want children. I know, I know the woman hobosexual is still doing that shit, but I ain't know the dudes were still doing that. Yeah, I, I didn't know dudes were doing dangerous. it. You, Did yeah, you they hear were. how much earned income they credit were. you get for a per child? The children, you know, I don't you think they were thinking like that. I think they was just thinking oh, you, like you don't know the you basic. don't know the people that are, you don't you need to go listen to some of these conversations that's happening on the bus stops because oh, okay. um, <laughs> bus stop conversations is where you hear. You, you yeah, get a lot of the light world. I only catch the light world. So the, those people oh, in the see, light world actually got a job. So they, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. If that's if they paid for a ticket, you know, because the uh-huh. light man is just a, we were on that bitch, the whole a, stowaway on that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know how they used to have a stick with the little pouch at the end of it? Uh huh. <laughs> they on the back of with the bandana on the end of that bitch. You know what I'm <laughs> The motherfucker had to stick with the bandana on the end of that joint with a little bit of shit in it. <laughs> That's a true hobo. 
yeah. That's what they got, yeah. but they that they, they, they replaced them with duffel bags now. They got duffel bags. Oh, okay, okay. Duffel bags are cheaper now. They're not okay. as expensive as they used to be. Right, right. They yeah, sell them at general dollars. Yeah, and even with the hobosexuals, they coming in with this entitlement, like they're not supposed to be working. No. Well, well, see, yeah. see, 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 that's I'm telling you. So you are confusing a homosexual with the side man. So the homosexual has to either they they do one or two things. They gotta play the role, or they gotta come in and make you feel less than. So that's how they get they linger. So if I trick you into believing you insecure, or I bring out the insecurity, <laughs> then I've done my job. I, I got a place to stay. Because now you feeling like I got to treat this nigga like a king, even though I don't work nowhere. Uh, my feet got a little aroma. A little fragrance to that. A little fragrance. A little pungent. A little pungent. A little pungent. A little cheese-like. Right. So there's a difference between the homosexual has to act like that. They got to act entitled. Because they tricking you. Now, I don't want nobody in my house no got no damn feet smell. If you got feet smell, you Yo, ain't I couldn't tell you the last time I smelt a foot. <laughs> like, like, I don't, I don't, I don't like people, the, Do people still get toe jam? Like, is this... <laughs> socks, socks are cheap now. So socks used to be expensive. I understand a dry pair of socks, dry clean pair of socks. It's hard to come by, but I still see niggas with with uh with their lure with their girlfriend socks on, and they don't be matching. No. And that's how that's a clear indication your feet stink. That's called thot socks. Yeah, that's that's socks. Get your thot socks. That's 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 that, that's something. Uh, when you see black, when you see children, uh, not your men and women with thot socks on, they for the streets. They they in the streets. <laughs> They're for the street. They're not. They're not just in the streets. That's a I saw a man today. He had one lime green one on and one hot pink one on. I said, "Don't see oh. us harm." Oh, Those who are harm, and he had a pair of Air Force ones on with him. I said, "Those feet." No, you know just after, a hug. You know how after like six months, the leather on the Air Force one starts sinking in, oh. and they start curling up. <laughs> I said, mm, mm. <laughs> you see the lampos around the ankle of the shoe? After she get beaty. Yeah, you can't even be friends. You can't even be friends. Well, you should feel like sandpaper on the inside. First of all, you're evil. Get evil. You're evil. You're naked. And the fact that you said the shoes curled up like elf shoes, like them Keebler elf shoes. You know, you can't wear tennis shoes curled. You look like you got a flying carpet parked outside and shit. <laughs> and he was hitting on people. I was like, "Why, sir? Your feet say Why you?" Mm. Yo, I man, I ain't man. I remember this one dude. Yo, I wasn't fucking with him, but the motherfucker feet was stinking through his shoes. Oh, it's just they smell like they got wet. They smell like they got wet. <laughs> that's what it was. Then, then, mm -mm. That's what it was. He was he was one of the niggas that jumped in the shower, feet was wet, put on the socks, put his feet on the shoes. Hopefully, that was his routine. But 
that's normally where that comes from. That's mm-hmm. where athletes' feet come from too. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. When you should start that's turning so white, you know how that how that shit like the skin look like it's still that's wet. Husk. That's that husk. That's that corn husk. <laughs> Nigga, you know that ain't that ain't skin, right? You know that skin is is dead. <laughs> You know the you know the real skin trying to grow. That's, that's when why you use. So <laughs> that's when you got use like muscle. Like that's when when you go to when you go to the pedicurist, you got to use real muscle. You got to you to, got to use this on Myra's feet. You got to go to work. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't hey, nothing bro. like get, when they get the cheese. If they got the cheese grater right out. Hello, they got to get the cheese grater out. That means your feet is yes. duty. Yeah. Oh, oh man, you need the cheese grater. Oh, table. Where did you? Where's you taking us? Oh, no, on a voyage. Oh no. Fuck oh, your butt. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. On the boots. We on the boots. They trying to change my schedule because I told them that like. This is unacceptable that I can't get on this show anymore. So they trying to work on a new schedule for me. Oh, oh, oh well, thank you for considering. So we will be messing you with stuff. See, you look like you should look like you got a good little limo going on right there. It looks like a fifty-six seater. <laughs> sure. Look, 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 look! It's the we're the bus driver. Hey, uh-huh. can I get a transfer? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I need a bus token. <laughs> this is for Johns Hopkins. This ain't MTA. Nick, you didn't know that was me waving at you on that bus stop when you drove by. I did, but I just saw a hand waving. The fucking window was dark. What? I got glasses on. Nick. What the fuck you think? I took you, my mask off. I every time you see way. me in public, if if I'm if I don't speak to you first, I'm in a zone. Like I be in creative land. I be painting pictures in my head and shit. I I don't even know how I haven't got I hit was, by a car yet look, because I was I'm beeping being that man. I was beeping that man to death. I took down my mask. I was like, hey, he was looking. That's like, all I saw was a head, but the window was <laughs> tinted. How the fuck am I supposed to see through a tinted window? Right. I was in here with all my chocolate in it. <laughs> no, the, the window was tinted. You couldn't see, like I could see the shadow of his but hand. He thought she was a date and he was trying no. to keep it. He was like, ah, no, also keep it moving. Keep also, it. when you're on when you're on parts of town, you don't turn for a honk in a in a hollow. Oh, yeah, you, see, I told you he thought she was a date. He thought uh-huh. he was like, I don't know who he is. I'm trying I to keep know plenty moving. of bus drivers. He said, uh-uh, but, but that hand was lotion quite well. <laughs> when you drove uh-huh. by, I saw you from the door, but you drove by at that point. I was, yeah. You got to say my name. If you say my name, then I can hear your voice. Oh, shit. Then yeah, I know I who to turn around for. But I give a motherfucker a reason to say your name. <laughs> uh, he, he keep on wearing them, them um, um, thigh pockets. And out there, you know what I'm Stop saying? Pockets. That pockets, them, them tight ass shorts. Maybe that's gonna have them, have them, um, have them hobosexuals hobbling down 25th Street. Oh, well, no. like that's the, all I'm walking dead. That's all I wear. I've been collecting them off the old Navy site all summer, so well, I, I'm, I'm gonna be a thought this summer. You call me what you want to call me, call me what you want to call me, but I'm getting them bills paid. Uh oh. 
Oh, that's I'm right. Gonna you, I'm gonna call you Corona stricken. That's no. <laughs> no, 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 nookie without the paperwork, baby. I need to see your paperwork. <laughs> this motherfucker checking for shots. This bitch been dewormed de- in this motherfucker. <laughs> Nope, no, nope, nope. you gotta check for shots and shit. Like, uh, that's but, the new world we yeah. live in now. Uh, <laughs> Should have been the old world, but this is the new world we live in. Now. Oh no, mm-hmm. oh no, no, no. So, all of the side chicks and hobosexual out there, you need to step the game up and stop ruining for us or play your position. Play your position. Stop trying to sit on the front line of, of the funeral. Play your position, miss. Or sir, because it serves. I there don't now. think I don't think people know how to play their position. No man, they haven't read the contract. Yeah, well. you don't do certain things as a side chick and as a homosexual. Know that you are the help, right? You and we're not equal. equal. We're and, not equal. You are the help. It's a completely mm-hmm. different situation because I'm telling you something. You can't. You gotta be able to move a couch. You gotta be able to move the couch and, and, and furniture and shit. I, I know y'all probably talked about it already, but um, how is Karen and Jonathan? Um, I haven't, I haven't um talked to anyone. Um, I'm just giving them their their time and space. Their time. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so um, I know um Jonathan chimed in earlier, say he might stop by tonight. You know, just for a little more. You know, just a little sense of normal normal activity or whatever but um if not i understand i mean it's yeah. it's you know it's loss of a parent so you know I, I can't i can't say i can relate because i still have both of my parents i'm i've i think i've already started grieving at this point you know what i mean because i know that they're getting older and stuff like that so um yeah i, I can't even imagine you know so you know, I just, you know, give them their time and their space to kind of, you know. I know, yeah. And I think that as socialites and that, that with the cocktail social, just being able to reach out and letting them know that we're here to give them to support them emotionally. But I think that the, the the appropriate thing to do is to give them an opportunity to heal. I think that a lot of times when people are grieving or when they're losing that, we want to over. Um, and it's appropriate. It is good that we're there to support, but it's also good that we give them an opportunity to just, you know, just to de-stress, to really mm-hmm. wrap their mind around everything. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like I said at the beginning of the show, you know, we, I sent my condolences and from the cocktail social and um, and everything like that. But, but I know that they need a moment. They need a moment. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, um, it's ain't a public thing. I think this is something that they need to deal with, and um, and when they're ready, they'll come to the forefront. Absolutely, Absolutely. yeah. So, um, but my prayers and my heart is with the family. So, yeah. And thank you for asking. You're such a sweetheart. Uh, why weren't you this way when you was in school? You were such an asshole back in the day. When you was in high school, you was a dick. So, um, and <laughs> I was not. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I think he's holding a mirror up as he's saying that. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think he's referring to you. I think he's looking at self. Not. Said, I, have, I, you know, I was, actually, I was the nicest person <laughs> at school. I was the, Who nicest, was the nicest person, person at school. Me. I was the nicest. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he laughed in your face. <laughs> 
Do you get a gut buster? Come on, do this. Do you to do this shit? You were, you were not, you were, I won't say you were the baddest, but you definitely was not the nicest. You were nice I heard he was ranching. I heard everybody I know said he was ranching. That so. man harassed me. Him and, him and Malia harassed me. He knows um, it. Say you um, ain't like it. It's, it made you who you was today. You, it made, it made, if you didn't say no it, one ever. Huh? He's a bully, sir. That's a bully. Mm-hmm. No, it's not a bully. You go sit back on the stairs with your sippy. Um, you, ain't sippy ne- you ain't never seen no shit where <laughs> motherfucker was like, I thank you for abusing me through school because you made me who I am today. You made me a stronger <laughs> person. Look at him. He got confidence out the wide fucking zoo. You know why? Malia and myself. Thank me. Thank me. I was a nice person. I was the. I was a good person. Instead of just trying to be his friend, you go bully him. I never denied that you that you definitely um um been there. You was definitely. There. I never denied that. You still an asshole. <laughs> asshole. Hey, I love you. Man. You wouldn't be blue. Yeah, well. Yeah, thank, thank you. Nah, I take. But it. blue like fifty some years old. How did y'all even go to school together? Well, we do know that at your Catholic school, they didn't teach mathematics. But you was probably, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, I had Lady of uh, St. Ives. They that's have all the, people the, to that's, that's the Catholic school he went to. Our Lady of St. Ives <laughs> and a 40. First of all, I went to Archbishop Curley and I went to St. Ignatius Loyola Academy. Thank you very much. Special. With them for altar the, boy trials. He looked if you just saw that um that we uh, had fryers, we didn't have he free. looked like he looked like he was the first one picked for altar boy. Like he <laughs> like, like he was people would never try like, me like that. <laughs> Some white man knew better. He, he was like me, 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 me. We had me. we had fryers. We didn't have uh we didn't have priests. We had friars. Oh, yeah. you had a friar. Yeah, we had friars. That sounds like it hurt. <laughs> right. But look, guys, I can't stay on long. I just wanted to jump on and, and say hello and, and to see you guys and to say that they're working on my schedule. So I'll definitely be back on. Yeah. I miss you guys. I miss all of you. Yeah, I miss yeah, all of you so much. So can we come up to your job and just harass you there? Is you that can. what you're saying you want us to do? You can. Come on up here and harass me. You at the right place. John's Hopkins to go right to the hospital. Oh, um, no, I no. Mean, and that's not the hospital one. That's the, uh, that's the school. So they're going to work on your ass. They're really going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> it will be all types of science experiments. Ain't that, ain't that the truth? Come out, that bitch ain't got a tail. Nope. Uh, it's too uh, flat. Guys, I got to get off of here. Um, all right. Love you. Thank you for uh, stopping in. See you uh, later. Uh, like them undie pics, honey. I still want <laughs> yes. my cookie cheese steak. Post <laughs> more. Y'all crazy. Bye. So chocolatey. <laughs> Make them feel real self conscious. Uh huh. Oh, so oh, <laughs> I like your black. Oh. <laughs> Girl, you I look like, like a pair of two black boots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see you in them skipping under bloomers, under bloomers. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
He is out of control. That's what the old lady said. I said, you didn't skip the underbloomers. That them britches on. Them no. britches. Britches. <laughs> them bloomers. Them bloomers. Bloomers. So have uh, y'all gotten a chance to watch the Reese story yet? Have y'all watched I it? I have not, but I heard the it was Reese really story. Mm-hmm. No. Where is the it at? Is it, on, is it the movies? It's on Hulu. Oh no. It's really on the Discovery. You have the Discovery Channel. Not the Dis- is it Discovery? It's a, a National Geographic. So I think it's on Discovery and it's on National Geographic? Like she was yeah, an animal? <laughs> <laughs> they do human interest stories now. Oh, okay. Was, uh, uh, you like strictly for animals? Where she catalog that? Where she Reef? catalog? Mm-hmm. We're all reading the catalog. You can see mm-hmm. next to the arena is approaching the other arena. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is you over there doing, Nate? Um, there's a pair of earrings on my website that I'm just gonna take down. And every at least once a week, somebody orders a pair. I'm not complaining, but I just it's I your fault. Shit. You created you created these earrings and then they and, and look, if you need an extra pair of hands, I help you out because uh because shit right now my creative juices is just just <clears throat> going to shit. I don't I, I just don't have no you gotta it's see that. Well, right I don't camera. think the camera can see it, but I've been. This is this one board. I'm trying to fill this one up, and I got two of the other boards in there that I'm trying to fill up. Well, they already filled up, so I might have to find something else. I'm gonna need you to learn I mean, how to use copper. I need you to learn how to make those copper cages for. Because I'm gonna give you some stone. To, I'm gonna give you some stones to make me some stone earrings. You know, I know how to wrap. Should I got some? That's um, what I mean. I don't know. I got some red jasper um um stones downstairs for earrings. Yeah, I went out. Yeah, oh. I need some stones because you know I like my stones. I'm thinking of this doing. I like store, my stones. So I like I like my store meat. all day and just make jewelry. You said the store. Yeah, just mm-hmm. get a little storefront. Oh, like I said, I help you out. Shit, I do. Uh, I'm, I'm looking, looking for some from it. Uh-uh, and I wouldn't. Mm-mm. I don't know if she watched it because sometimes she watches the shit that I do. So I ain't gonna talk about it this time. Oh, uh, Wiley. Um, um, I ain't gonna uh, talk about it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch. I, I talked about it on one of my shows, and I realized that bitch was watching it. So I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, I was talking about this other lady. I mean, sometimes I feel like. Somebody's watching me. Watch people, I can't watch wait till we get to they the point where we can have a I know I said that. I said that before all of this happened oh. um, with their family. Huh? I, I, I was saying, I was like, I want to do a cookout. I was walking in the market. I was like, ooh, those hamburgers look real good. Mm. Hey, I, I, can't, I can't do no, no, no red meat. I haven't had like real burgers in so long. Yeah. Next and, I had a and I'm telling you, I can't. I, I had some, you know, Panera Bread. Panera Bread got that uh, macaroni and cheese. And I was feeling special yesterday. And Y'all I was like, what's some bacon on it? And when I tell you I was in here between the cheese and that, because I haven't had beef. I haven't had beef mm, since not even last year, year before last. 
It was orgasmic, wasn't it? It was good though, wasn't it? No, I was I you know how I felt like I was having contractions in this bitch. Yeah. That shit, I felt that shit go from my mouth down through me. I felt that shit in the whole journey. Last shit I hate that I had the fucking meat sweats. I woke up a soggy fucking mess. Yeah. My mouth and water, my mouth at first it was my after I ate it. My mouth started boiling. Unfortunately, Socialite's mother is telling me that y'all have to get off my porch. Um, and I don't, and, and, and y'all have to, y'all have to go to y'all houses and get off my porch. Um, the streetlights are on. The streetlights are on. She's cussing from the window and telling y'all to take y'all little happy asses home. <laughs> Um, so I'm letting everyone know that, you know, you have to get off my porch now. Fine, fine, is... fine. Really? <laughs> really? Um, this is the cocktail. Somebody like to so... stake your house anyway. <laughs> That's why you got roaches. Uh, oh, like we no... ain't got no roaches. <laughs> like ants in that bitch. <laughs> if they call them in... water bugs, but I really think they roaches. Roaches. <laughs> <laughs> I thank everybody. I thank everybody that tuned into today's cocktail social commented. Um, we are here every Friday at 7 p.m. on Be Exposed Radio. And right after this, it is it is what it is. So stay nope, tuned. Not, not, not quite. No. Maybe next time. Maybe oh, next time. No. Next but if you want, it. if you want the eight o'clock, the nine o'clock slide, call us. Info yes. at beexposedradio.com. Hit us up. Thank you. Strippers. Yes. Yes. Got them virtual strippers. Yes. Oh, ooh, no. Oh, oh. Uh, mm. Yes. Yes. For the open. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Nate, Cash no. at me. Boo Prince. Dollar sign. Boo <laughs> Prince. Oh. Um, you want to see the rest. Every yo, every yo, every yo, and with that said, every yo, next week, I love you all, love and, you. And, and we're out. Good pizza. I, I said, said good day. A good day. I said good day. Y'all asses. Oh my goodness. He said his stomach was like, no!